following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Happy Friday, football fans. Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Beasts and Where to Find Them, the Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your co-host, Kyle Ranney, joined for a third time, third time of many, uh, by Mr. Gary Holt. Yeah, hopefully I'll be here all the time. <laughs> well, that is the plan. You're going to fire me three episodes in. <laughs> no. No comment on that. <laughs> no comment on that. Have I already been a future endeavor? <laughs> yes. Um, welcome back again, guys. Happy Friday to you. Happy second ever Friday episode as I spit my gum out to sound more clear to you, the wonderful listeners. Um, we got a little bit of news to run down this week. Second time this week as we already uh, spoke with you all on Wednesday. Gave you guys the nominees as well for today's Fantasy Beasts Awards. Uh, Gary, what do you say we get into this news? Yeah, we got some a little bit of news today, nothing too crazy. Uh, off the top of our list, uh, Tyrell Williams from the Raiders has been released. Not necessarily a huge fantasy impact as much as it's going to really, I guess, impact their cap space more than anything. They, they kind of went a little yeah, crazy they, a couple years ago. Releasing him this year cuts $11 million uh, yeah, that's, from the that's cap. Yeah, that's a chunk. Um, but uh, also on this list, and I think we'll jump right down to it, could help them achieve the second thing. Um, reported early, earlier today, at time of recording this, um, Juju Smith-Schuster, the Raiders have serious interest here. Yeah, and if they're willing to pay him, they might steal him from the Steelers. I mean, uh, a year where money's going to be down if Juju can get a two-year $10 million deal for two years, mm-hmm. $20, $20 million total, I don't know if he says no to that. No, and the Steelers aren't big on matching big contracts. They don't like to hand out those big contracts. They're more of a draft drafting team. Look and, at the amount of receivers on the team right now that were second in yes, their round picks. And they, with, with like a lot of their team, they try to draft them and it's hard to retain them. I mean, you got two superstar players that left and both played the Super Bowl. And Antonio Brown having a Super Bowl catch. On the wrong route. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Juju might be finding his way. Obviously, we are still a month and change away from free agency at this point. And a revised free agency to be that. Um, obviously, COVID rules, restrictions, no visits, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see stuff start to set up already. We have releases coming in and teams having targets established already. Big, uh, big interest there. Yeah. As such, players released, players talking about who's going to sign where. Also, players injured. Yeah, players injured. Uh, the seven-time Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady, has gone in or going for knee surgery. Yeah, it is minor. It's being called a cleanup. So, 
Good news to any of you Tom Brady Dynasty owners. If you've had him since 2000, congrats. Um, but Brady looks to be going under the knife, which is crazy for being a guy who had such a good year throwing the deep ball yeah. with a bum leg. Yeah, and he, he looked pretty good the other day after a few soda pops. So, <laughs> A little wobbly pop. Everybody thinks that that's where he damaged the knees coming yeah. off those boats in the Tampa Bay Parade. Uh, but congrats to Brady again, like we said, and... Uh, well wishes yeah. to get healthy. He's no longer in the AFC East. I don't think we have to be salty anymore. No. Um, I will say it's it's hard to dislike him, Tampa Tom. Tampa way, Tom's fun. He's kind of a bro. I was texting you the other day about it. <laughs> um, talking, though, we, we said let's avoid the drama uh, with Brady and no longer be in the AFC East, but the Hawks... It's the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson having some drama on their yeah, hands. There's a little uh, soap opera action going on over there. We talked on uh, on Wednesday on the show about Russ Russ making comments about being upset about how often he's being hit, and I said on the show flat out, "Hey, I don't think I buy into this. I, th- I think I think it's just a lot of talk. He's going nowhere." Well, since then the Hawks have, or the Seahawks have reportedly come out and said, "Yeah, man, hey, stop talking like that." So it seems like the team's a little pissed off at Russ himself. Um, and now it really does pose the question, where do we go from here? Yeah, I mean, between the two, maybe there's a little bit of hostility. Little hostility um, but nothing that I think can't be repaired. Um, he didn't say anything like, oh, the Seahawks, I'm done with the Seahawks, that kind of thing. It's not like a Deshaun Watson kind of thing where he's like, I don't want nothing to do with it. I think he's just frustrated because he knows – his talent, and he's watched Tom Brady go win a seventh Super Bowl basically untouched, and all he needs is a couple players on the offensive line, and you got yourself a Super Bowl winning team. Yeah, um, I mean, I totally understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's kind of like uh, Pat Mahomes' comment the other day about yeah, Mahomes coming out for Super Bowl burying his wide receivers and his offensive line. Kind of throwing your team under just, the bus. Just don't put your teammates under the bus, man. You're the quarterback. I get it. You don't want to be hit. The league knows that. But it's a team sport. Yeah. Gary, you played that. If you When you were on the offensive line, if your quarterback did that, how pissed are you at him? It's kind of like a slap in the face, to be honest, because it's like you work. Whether whether you know you had a bad game or not, yeah, your quarterback's supposed to stick up for he's you. He's supposed to stick up for you, and you are working your butt off for him. Whether I mean, it's a grown man's game. You're going to be making mistakes, but it's almost like a slap in the face. No, I completely agree, and and it's interesting to see a lot of these these super talented players belittling teammates almost right now. And I don't know if I don't know if belittling is the right word, but it looks it, like they're belittling. kind of throwing shots at them. Yeah, like uh, almost petty shots. Yeah, um, I uh, mean, of all things, Mahomes. Yeah, man, we get it. You had backup linemen and your receivers drop passes, but how are you going to go out there and do that, man? That was a Super Bowl. You have to take. Yeah, man, we weren't good enough. We, we, as a team, we. And, I mean, I had a couple friends who were texting me throughout the game. There's some blame on him, too. I mean, yeah, he's running around with a chicken, like a chicken with his head cut off, trying to throw the ball, get it away. But there's some times where he could throw the check down that were people were open, and he didn't. He tried to throw it too deep or get sacked, and there's got to be some blame on him, too. Yeah, his efficiency doesn't look great in Super Bowls right now. Um, but someone who did look good in the playoffs... Earned himself a nice paycheck. Uh, Taylor Heineke, yeah. the Washington quarterback who stepped in during the playoff game, earned himself a two-year, roughly $9 million extension. Yeah, has not been given the job, 
Um, Washington's still looking for a de facto number one, Mm -hmm. but he's in play here. Definitely in play, uh, and I think they said a lot of it is incentive-based, so they they see him getting some time and some reps, I think. Um, Not really sure what their plan is for the quarterback position. I don't think... I think you could have told Taylor Henneke, hey, man, we're going to give you... Two years at two million, yep. and and for the kid, the journey he's been on, he would have been happy. I think for he's it. out of Old Dominion. Old Dominion, um, came up in the draft. Played, I know in Carolina. Played a couple other places. I think Cleveland might have been on that list. Played in the USF. I think it was whatever the, the or AAF. He played in the AAF two years ago. He was a backup in the XFL this past year. And he comes out and starts a playoff game and looks mm-hmm. damn good doing it. Yeah. So good for him, and hopefully we can see another uh, another fun story. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, of Kurt Warner, if yeah. I say so myself. Um, but the last real bit of news we've got, we, we touched on this on our debut episode. We continued to touch on this almost a month ago now. Orlando Brown and Baltimore Saga. They've granted him a chance to talk trade, and he's got interested teams. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's going to be a premium talent. Teams are going to want to go after him. He's, he held his own at left tackle last yeah, year. He um, could cornerstone an offensive line, anchor that offensive line. And and the big news of this is that continues to hurt Baltimore within passing downs. Correct. And um, they've talked about how they're going to be a run team for the future. But we've seen where Lamar has to throw. And their GM also stated, our line needs to be better in passing situations. Yes. This isn't the way to get it done. No. This is far from it. Like, I get it, man. You you drafted an embarrassment of riches. There's no other way to put it. Orlando Brown and Ronnie St- or Stanley are great tackles. But now you've got to face it because you can't afford both of them, and one of them says, no, dude, peace, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, a wild beginning to what I hope is a wild off season. Yeah. But as I say, beginnings uh, after begin or. Er, just prior to beginnings, there's always a end. At the end of this season, we decided we wanted to do some awards here. We were able to jump on, have some help from our uh, our great followers online. And Gary, what was the first award we got? Yeah, so um, we're going to award our fantasy beasts and our fantasy leasts. So, so the AFC MVP nominees. Yeah, our nominees were Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Stephon Diggs. Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, and Deshaun Watson. And Well, so real quick, I will give some insight here. Uh, we did have two people receiving votes. Uh, our good friends David Luciani, Jason Halt, that's your brother, uh, and Sam McCoy all jumped on and gave some votes here. Uh, and fictitious drum roll. Gary, who got that award? Uh, the winner of the AFC MVP was Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the runner-up second person receiving votes was Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we Gary and I did both lean towards Josh Allen. No, it was not a homer thing here. In terms of what this was, we wanted to give the awards based on the fantasy season. Not as much as it would be the off-field ramifications, how great of a leader this is. Mahomes went further, Yes. The fantasy season, Josh Allen had the most fantasy points of anybody. Yeah, as a player, as a quarterback. That was the only reason he slightly edged out Mahomes. And I will say slightly, because um, I looked at Gary and we kind of thought on that one. 
But Josh Allen will take our AFC MVP yeah. award here. And we felt a little icky because obviously we're Bills fans, but it's we, like... Yeah, we feel icky about that because we don't want it to be viewed as, oh, these guys are just a bunch of homers. No, Well, yeah, man, we do like the Bills, but no, we don't want to be... It's not all Bills players BS. all the time. Yeah. Um, so, the second award on this list would be your NFC MVP. And the nominees for this award were Aaron Rodgers, Elvin Kamara, Kyler Murray, Devontae Adams, Delvin Cook, and Russ Wilson. The two two players of this list received votes, uh, voted on by Jason and David Luciani again. And the winner of this award is going to be Aaron Rodgers. The discount double check. Discount double check, baby. What is he now? Is he State Farm? Yes. Jake from State Farm, yes. Was Discount Double Check with State Farm? I don't remember. I don't know, man. They don't pay me to be the advertising department. Uh, Alvin Kamara also received votes. I think Jason had Alvin Kamara. No, Jason didn't have Alvin Kamara. I don't know why he voted for Alvin Kamara. Josh had Alvin Kamara. He did. Um, Gary, our third award. For Rookie of the Year, our nominees were Justin Jefferson... Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, James Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, and Antonio Gibson. So this one's actually kind of fun. Um, one, two, three. What is he? Uh, we actually, out of the six candidates here, we received four votes for, or we received votes for four different yeah. players. Uh, voting in this category would have been, again, David Luciani. Jason Holt, Brandon Allen Rogers, if you can't guess who he voted for. <laughs> um, Robert Haynes Jr. And that is the fourth. Okay. So, the person who did receive three votes out of the fan base, and Gary and I definitely agreed, uh, should be deserving, although almost was a 1A, 1B situation. Gary, who won this? Uh, let me see here. Biggest. Rookie of the year was Justin Herbert. Uh, also receiving votes was James Robinson, Justin Jefferson, and Jonathan Taylor. Thanks for playing Coconut Jones. Yeah. And uh, Justin Herbert edging out Justin Jefferson again. Yes. Uh, Jefferson was close. It was... I think it was... Jefferson had more of a long-standing year. But I, uh, Herbert, when he came on, was fire. I called early on in the season when we were still at the two-point that Herbert was going to win the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, you did, actually. Um, I mean, we couldn't have predicted Joe Burrow going down with an injury. I still think he might have won it over Burrow. Burrow was playing good, but I think Justin Herbert was just a little bit a little bit better. Well, congratulations, Justin Herbert. Uh, email us, and we will send you a paper copy of your award. Yeah. Seriously, email us. We'd love to contact you. <laughs> um, <laughs> your hair used to be great. <laughs> The Biggest Bust Award. No, no. We're not talking about the chest. I was just about to comment. Which kind of bust are we talking we about? We are talking about the busted tire off a vehicle is not getting you far type of player. Um, and I made a mistake on the uh, on the image here. The candidates were supposed to be Michael Thomas, Ezekiel Elliott, Kenny Galladay, Clyde Edwards Solaire, and Julio Jones. I always call him Julio Jones. Yeah. I always want to call him Judy B. Jones is what, B. Jones. what it is. Um, however, 
I think deep down inside I was still injured, uh, and I replaced Julio with Christian McCaffrey. And what we're going to deem a tie here, uh, the first co-awarded biggest bust of the of the year goes to tied Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas. Gary, anything you want to say on that? No, it's um, a lot of owners are obviously frustrated with those two because they're such talented players and they're such they're the type of player that are going to put you over the top. Yes, over the top and they give you buried you instead e- each week. So it's tough to replace that kind of um, production. Um, so again, as funny as it is to go hand in hand with this, uh, the next award was the Burning Bridges Award. Basically, the player who you got so fed up of this year that you don't intend on drafting him again. Uh, the nominees for that were, Gary? The nominees for Burning Bridges were Kenny Galladay, Michael Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, Zeke Elliott, and Christian McCaffrey. Um, and I'm going to pref- preface this before we give the award winner of this. If... Gary had been choosing this award. It would have been T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, um, I was a T.Y. Hilton owner. Um, early on in the season, I was like, there's no way that Phillip Rivers isn't going to use him as a number one receiver. We might see him kind of get numbers like he used to with Andrew Luck. I was wrong. He had like three or four good weeks, and every time that I played him, he put up goose eggs. Um, I personally... My my option here would have been Kenny Galladay. Um, Kenny Galladay was a pain in my ass all year long. When he finally looked like he'd be healthy, he he regressed from injury. If it wasn't one thing, it was another. It was a soft tissue. It was a hip. It was this. It was that. Um, and I think what made him such a burnt bridge is when he was healthy, it was 16 or more points every game. Yeah. But I got three games out of him out of... 14, and that was the biggest slap in the face I could have had. However, uh, unanimously here, from three people, Mr. Sam McCoy, David Luciani, and Jason Halt, um, we're going to hand this award to Michael Thomas. Can't guard Mike. Or can you? You can. He only runs slants, apparently. I personally love Mike Thomas. Um, I don't got anything against them. But... He definitely made himself look like a fool this year. Who was it from the Buccaneers that was that was in his face about? We could circle back to that, but yeah, um, offense or defense was it? I actually... think it was a cornerback. I want to say it was um, somebody was like, "Oh, I saw you three times this year, guarded you all three times, something like that." I don't know. Oh, I yeah, I I'm I'm lost. I don't know. I just um, <laughs> so. Going on, uh, we're talking about how angry we were. Now let's talk about the improvements we've seen. Um, The most improved player of the year award, your nominees were Josh Allen, Kelvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Tyler Boyd, and TJ Hawkinson. Um, This one also had three people vote on it, and unanimously, between myself, Gary, Robert Haynes Jr., David Luciani, who, before anybody jumps on this, is not a Bills fan. Yeah. No for fact. He's a Pittsburgh fan. He doesn't like the Bills. Uh, and Jason Holt, the unanimous decision here, was Josh Allen. Yeah, and um, with how he is as a player, 
taking that step that he did this year. Definitely a most improved type of player. Yes. Um, I mean, let's be fair. The number one fantasy player in the entire league, um, for the most part, was going 7th through 10th round as a player. He was generally the 7th or 8th quarterback off the board. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Kelvin Ridley had a great year. Kelvin Ridley was a guy who a lot of people, though, drafted on hope of this step, and mm-hmm. he took the step needed. DK Metcalf's a guy I will say I was shocked by. DK Metcalf was drafted high. I was bullish on him. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he would have the numbers he did, and he was downright terrifying to, yeah. wa- to watch. Tyler Boyd had a good year. Um, I feel like he's been more of a of a linear takeoff of this career. He's gotten yeah. slightly better every year. I, I still think he's in that uh, second-tier wide receiver group. Yes, and I don't know if he's going to leave that being a slot receiver. It's right. tough to kind of come out of there. Uh, but TJ Hawkinson also took his, took himself, put himself in the top five tight end category uh, from being a guy who everybody had hoped would be last year mm-hmm. and finished out to the top 15. Yeah, and I don't see that getting any better with now Goff being a I do. I don't know. If you think Detroit's never had good tight ends, the Rams have always had good t- good tight ends. That tells me Jared Goff likes to find those tight ends. Whether it be Everett or Higby. I honestly believe that we might see a nice uh, a nice move forward again from Hawkinson this year. I don't know. I, I, I can see him moving up from 15, but I don't think he won't. He moves much more past 10. So, most improved was that. Gary, you want to give us our nominees for the best value pick? Best value pick. Yep, so our best value picks... Um, nominees were Josh Allen, TJ Hawkinson, Aaron Rodgers, James Robinson, Cole Beasley, and Justin Jefferson. So before we announce this winner, uh, we did not actually get many votes on this on this at all. Uh, we had one vote for Josh Allen. That was, I believe, from Jason again. Yeah. Um, I want to state the reason we did best value was best value as to where you would have gotten them in a draft. Yeah, almost like a diamond. Um. For most drafts, if you were outside of Buffalo, mm-hmm. ESPN had Cole Beasley dra- drafted or ranked in like the 160s. Yeah, he, Justin Jefferson was higher mm-hmm. on that value. He wasn't rostered on many. No, rosters. not to start the year. James Robinson would have been undrafted unless you drafted the weekend before the season and then he was going in the same spot Ryquel Armstrong was. Yeah. Um, Hawkinson was around that same boat, but people were drafting him as a starter still. Allen and Rodgers were high-end quarterback two, or QB one, QB two, so that you were drafting them as a starter or a top backup, regardless. We are going to give this award to Cole Beasley here. Yeah. Just Um, because we feel like he had the highest upside of anybody you could have picked, especially that late. Yeah, and he he was consistently having 10-plus point games. Yeah, and that was a big step up from last year. There were there were a lot of games with Buffalo where he would have that, that 15 or 20-point game, mm-hmm. and then he'd come back down to earth and have a 3-4 to four point game the next week. I, I saw some sort of – I don't remember where I, it was. I think maybe it was on Twitter or uh, YouTube or something, but um, Cole Beasley was talking about how him and Josh couldn't get on the same page for the longest time. Yes. Then towards the end of the season last year, they started clicking, and it kind of went through the offseason into this year or so. And I want to say Cole maybe came in injured in camp. Something along those lines, Cole or Josh got banged up in camp and they, they never found the right footing. Yeah. And and I, I saw the same thing you did. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
But, yeah, so we are going to give that to Cole Beasley. The guy deserves a lot of credit for being around for, for or first and foremost, as long as he has in fantasy football. Yeah. How many years back? He's a hell of a rapper, too. <laughs> yes, we do enjoy some Cole Beasley on the show. Um, the Unsung Hero Award. The guy who helped so many people get to the championship or win games to get as far as they did on the season. These are a lot of deserving guys. Um, the nominees, James Robinson, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Jefferson, Mike Davis, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I'm going to start this off by saying there wasn't a whole bunch of voting on this one. David Luciani, uh, thank you for being one of the only ones to vote on this one. We are actually going to take David's idea. Uh, as much as Josh and, and Aaron are fun, Josh and Aaron were rostered early in a lot of yeah, drafts. Yeah, there's higher... Picks. James Robinson and Mike Davis were, were two that I think Gary and I both toyed with. Gary personally was very big on Brandon Ayuk. I'd like to see yep. more out of him next year. We are, however, going to give this award to Justin Jefferson. Congratulations, Justin. You've gotten an award over Justin Herbert. Yep. He wasn't even in the category, so yeah. congrats on the award. Gary, would you like to give us the most likely to bounce back category? The most likely to bounce back category. If it was just the most likely to bounce award, I would have been the winner because I'm pretty bouncy. (laughs) But most likely to bounce back award, our nominees are the nominees. CNM nominees? Zeke, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, Michael Thomas, and Dak Prescott. This is one of those weird ones. I feel like there could have been a couple other guys on these lists as well. Um, anyone from Kenny Galladay to Cortland Sutton. Um, Cortland Sutton's going to be a forgotten man in a lot of leagues, I think. But as funny as it is, the same guy who many people voted that they would burn a bridge to is going to be voted as the most likely to bounce back. Gary, that is? Christian McCaffrey. Come on down and take your contradicting awards. Yeah, you, you are definitely contradicted. But I think that he is more most likely to bounce back. Uh, I personally, I think it's between him and Dak because I think Dak's going to. Dak was a top five guy quarterback. He was so, he was number one at time of injury. Yeah, so I think he's going to bounce back too. Um, but definitely th- for the fact that you're paying McCaffrey a lot, of, as long as he stays healthy, barring he stays healthy, likely to bounce back. Um, they run the offense through Christian McCaffrey. He leads that yeah. team in rushing and receiving. Every year, so I think he'll be he'll be fine. I think he may fall a little bit in the first round. He might be like a five. I think to so, 10. I think he'll still be picks three through five at the latest. Yeah, um, I, I can see him. I don't know. It's it's tough because it was such a shit show of a year. Yeah, that I think he doesn't fall too far. I think there's a legitimate concern. I can. I, Any, I, I, Anyone who's done homework with high ankle injury will know that that is a lingering injury for years to go in the season. I think at worst, he'd still be top ten. Oh, he's not falling outside the top five. I really don't think he is. Um, Okay. Well, something we will soon be turning our attention further to. But we do it right now. The biggest upcoming free agent, a.k.a. the guy who's going to sign on another team and is going to make the most impact. You could put a tunnel. You on really could. Um, we Gary had suggested Marlon Mack. I, I forgot to put him on the, on the actual photo image. Um, but the nominees for this are Kenny Galladay, Dak Prescott, Aaron Jones, 
Chris Carson, and Allen Robinson. I think a lot of people decided against Dak because... He's going to get tagged, regardless I of think, the season. Yeah, I think he still probably stays with Dallas for one more. He might not. He might want to sit out, but I still think they tag him. Because uh, that, uh, that, that price tag is like $50 million or something. Yep. So you wouldn't think he's going to sit out, but it's a possibility. He could say, I, I just, I'm sick of this. He's going to make that $50 million. He's going to go, I think I think at that point, he might take the $50 million and play, just because he is coming off the injury, and you want to I guess, out there. yeah, I guess step into free agency with the best available mm-hmm. option. Um, but our options, as stated, uh, David Luciani voted on this. Ryan Holt-Bailey also voted on this. I know why Ryan voted on this. Ryan's being a jerk. <laughs> well, I was trying to wheel and deal with Ryan last night as these were coming up and trying to make a move to get Allen Robinson from him. Uh, and Allen Robinson is going to win the biggest upcoming free agent award from us. Yeah, um, he's definitely going to be a coveted receiver coming out. He's going to make a lot of money, too. He's going to make a lot of money, and you think he would land somewhere with a decent quarterback. You would hope. I've seen a lot of people who are hoping he goes to Baltimore. And I hope for his career he doesn't. Um, best off-season acquisition. Gary, you want to give us the nominees? Yep, our nominees for the best off-season acquisition were Steph Diggs, Brandon Cooks, DeAndre Hopkins, Tom Brady, and Todd Gurley. So this is another one of those ones that's kind of weird because it does blur the lines of fantasy and reality quite a bit. Um, we had a few votes on this. The, uh, actually, we only had one vote on this one, and it was David Luciani. Uh, Dave, you actually helped sway us into making this another co-category to win. Um, we are going to give it as two trophies with the biggest fantasy impact we would vote Stefan Diggs. Yes. With the biggest reality impact with the, with the Switch team, Gary. Uh, this will be Tom Brady. So that would be a co-one award with Diggs and Brady. Uh, so yeah, I mean, not upset with that. And the last award of the night, the surprise backup of the award of bleh, the surprise backup award for best best sneaky play guy who came out of the woodwork when somebody went down. Yeah, and you could definitely put a lot of guys in here too. But our nominees were Mike Davis, James Robinson, Jalen Hurts, Nelson Aguilar, and Logan Thomas. And anybody who knows us knows Gary and I love us some Logan Thomas. Yep. Um, however, this is another one where the voting was pretty clean cut on this. Uh, two people voted, Sam McCoy, David Luciani, and Gary and I agreed, your surprise backup of the year, undrafted running back, James Robinson. Yeah, I mean, people who got him got a draft dime. I got him, and he saved my butt cheeks. (laughs) I had Saquon go down week one, I had James Robinson on my roster, and having someone be able to fill in for a what should have been top five running back, yeah, was massive. I, I was similar with Jalen Hurts. He kind of helped me out there towards the back half in some of my other leagues. And uh, now that the Wentz thing's going on, I have Wentz and Hurts on my roster. If I decide that I don't like the team that Wentz gone, I could trade either quarterback. And depending on what Philly does in the draft, I'll be I'll be talking with you. Yeah, if, depending on what Philly does in the draft, I might. Still have hurts, and we'll see what happens. So, I think for the first annual Fantasy Beast Awards that we did pretty good. 
Yeah. I think they were a fun nominees. Yeah, we'll do, obviously keep doing this. I mean, it, we got to... We gotta tell the people. Next what, year, we'll, next year we'll give you a full week of uh, of option to decide here. We'll get some more love on these. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's our fantasy beast and our fantasy least. Yeah. So congratulations to our beastly and leastly performers. Uh, Josh Allen, the big winner on the day, with well, Josh Allen and Christian McCaffrey, the big winners on the day. Although McCaffrey not winning awards for the best reasons. Yeah. Um. I think that'll do it. When you hear from us next, next week Wednesday, we will start diving into draft coverage. Yeah, that's my favorite kind of stuff. Gary and I are going to sit down this upcoming weekend. We're going to start watching some film, ripping it on my oversized projector screen. Uh, starting Wednesday, we will be covering quarterbacks. Yep, we'll get all all nice and snuggled up and next football next week uh friday will be the tight end plethora session so guys gary get anything you want to sign off with on this nope um let's watch some football okay uh and until next time guys you guys keep looking or you guys keep on finding those fantasy beasts and we'll tell you exactly where to look for them